Welcome to Lift City Church Podcast, where we lift people into their next level relationship with Christ. We're so glad you're here, and wherever you're listening from, we're believing God that this message lifts you to another level. Good morning, Lift City! Hallelujah! You all may be seated. Giving honor to God for being the head of my life and our awesome, awesome pastors and visionaries, Pastor Tracy and Pastor Derek. Pastor Derek, happy retirement. I know it was hard, but we thank you. We thank you for all that you pour into. Thank you for making our community better. Pastor Tracy, you are amazing. And if you have not, if you have not registered for LLI, you need to be in the house. And it's not just for those that may want to experience this sacred desk, but it may just be to better your community, to better your family, to be the light that no one, that you may not have had without God being the light of your life. So anybody that knows me, and I want to say welcome to the E-Church as well, anybody that knows me knows that I'm very silly, and I always introduce myself as the creation that God created to laugh with him, because we all know that God has a sense of humor. So let's have a little fun. Pastors, family, friends, and guests, welcome aboard Lift City Airlines. I am your co-pilot, Emerging Leader Rachel, and I have some information about your flight on today. Here at Lift City Airlines, we pride ourselves in lifting you into your next level of Christ and getting you to your divine destination. For your safety and the safety of the partners around you, as you may feel a tug in your spirit and a, a nudge at your heart, you may want to shout and feel the praise and give God a, just a great hand clap. But I want you to pay attention to the aisles in case you decide to run. We know that God is good all the time and that all the time God is good, and I pray that you have a pleasant flight for today. As we have been in the Better Me series, you are going to be taught to become relentless. So shout with me, I am relentless. Now say that with authority, I am relentless. Yes, so for the past few weeks, Pastor Tracy has been getting us together for our new year. Lift City Church's new year starts in September. And we are preparing ourselves for our Heart of the House ministry where everyone is to give a certain amount that she's decreed, and we're all going to have that. And bless God, it's something that I had never seen in my life. I've been in church for 23 years, um, being raised in Catholicism and then brought into the Word of God for Bible teaching. And I had never seen anything like it. So I want to let you know that if you are not a part yet, you have to be a part. But today we're going to be talking about relentlessness. And Pastor Terry was in my message, y'all, and I saw it in the parking lot. When you're listening to the voice of God, you never know what he's setting you up for. And I always, always like to have a lot of fun with God. And I always say, you just think I'm so special, you know, like, thank you. I'm so glad that I'm the apple of your eye. So when I got in the parking lot, I saw Ava and Dana, and they were wearing camouflage colors. And I was like, okay, I heard you say wear camouflage. But that's because he's raising up an army. And then he told me to make it pop with the red because that's the blood of Christ. 
And no matter what you're facing in life, with the tools that I'm going to give you today to become relentless, you'll be able to face any and everything. Hallelujah. So let me give you a little bit of LLI background. The Greek word for relentless is amikletos. The Latin word is inexorably, which is where we get the English word inexorable, which means impossible to stop. You see, when you become a child of Christ, you become like an 18-wheeler and you just hit it. Hit it at all costs. And you're not just Peter-built, you're God-built. So let me take you to the scriptures. Because today, although there were many that were relentless, there was Peter, Paul, Deborah, King David, and many others that I can list that were relentless in the word of God. But today, we're going to shine the light on Prophet Elijah. And that's why I say Pastor Terry was in the message. So, 1 Kings 17 and 1 in the New King James Version reads like this. And Elijah, the Tishbit of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain in these years except at my word. Hmm. So for background's sake, King Ahab and Queen Jezebel were the worst leaders of Israel. And you all know that the Israelites were God's special children. However, Ahab did not want to listen to the words that God was saying. So because he did not hear the word and rejected God's word, he sent Elijah to speak on his behalf as a prophet, because that's what a prophet is. A prophet is God's voice. So that's what Pastor Tracy is for this house, her and Pastor Derek. They're the prophets that God used because they're the voice of God. So prophet Elijah was sent to tell King Ahab, that your region will not have any rain nor dew for three years. So family, what has dried up in your life because you did not listen to the instructions of God? Where do these instructions come from? They could come from a child. They could come from the television. They could come from the man or woman of God that you serve under. It could be something you hear on television. But when you pray and seek God, even in your season of drought, God will always provide for you, as he did for Prophet Elijah. He asked Prophet Elijah to go beyond the region, and there would be a creek there. So the people are going to be hungry. But because I did what you said, I am going to be fed. And not just fed, y'all. He was fed by ravens. So, I just started boot camp. Because uh, I like to say I'm a 50 cent piece trying to be a quarter. Can't be a dime. That's too small. That's too small. But a quarter's still round. So, that's for my thick madams, okay? All right. But in your seasons of drought, 
I need you to focus on you. And I started boot camp. And in the boot camp, it's a little hard for me to do some things. So I'm at a drought because where others are surpassing me, I'm not able to do it. But they allow me to do what I can do to get where I need to be. And they push me. They say, come on, queen, you got this, you got this. You know, come on, they push you. Forget about your naysayers. Those that may say you'll never amount to anything. They might have put that over you as a child. They might have said you were a mistake. I'm here to tell you, you are relentless. Don't let no one stop you. Keep going, keep pushing. And then when he went to the widow woman, as, as um, Pastor Terry said, he asked her to make him a bread first. And she was kind of scared. So Prophet Elijah told her, do not be afraid. Just bring me the bread and something to drink first. And when she did that, I say, God was preparing and working behind the scenes. So see, you all here right now at church, getting a lesson, getting taught, flying on the airlines. We do have spiritual peanuts. Hope y'all enjoying them. And God is at your house fixing what needs to be fixed. See, we as children of God, we do not get weary in well-doing. We do get tired. We are human. But we are a flesh. And we are born with a purpose and bought with a price. So even in your season of drought, remember that God shall always provide. Now, he's going to give you some portion control. Because, you see, he was fed by ravens. And we know that ravens can't hold everything that we can hold. So he's going to give you some portion control. So be careful of the things that you are eating spiritually. Be careful of the things you're hearing spiritually. Because TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, they're all trying to give a word. But if you're not somewhere where you can back up that word, portion control. Point number two, 1 Kings 17 and 4. I'm sorry. Okay. 1 Kings 17 and 4. When Elijah was going to, um, there was a contest, I'm sorry. There was a contest between the prophets of Baal and Baal is a false prophet, okay? These are who the Israelites decided to listen to. So just like I said, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. So Baal was a false prophet, and that's who King Ahab and Jezebel was relying on for this rain that was not falling. So in the midst of all that, Prophet Elijah said, okay, he went to the people and he said, I tell you what, you build an altar, and I'm going to build an altar. You go and call on your God, and I'm going to call on my God. So they did just that. And that's why I say people that know me know that I'm the one that God created to laugh. Did you know that the Bible is the number one bookseller in the world? It's, it makes you laugh. It makes you cry. And mine has been through some stuff, y'all. We've been through some things together. But what happened was they started calling on Baal. 
Come on, Baal. Come on, Baal. We calling. They calling. And I mean calling. So here's Elijah. Call a little louder. He, 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 he might be sleeping. So they calling and they calling. He give him a little more time. Maybe he's traveling. And then he said, okay, I gave y'all enough time. So he said, God, because that was the deal. They both set up an altar. And whoever's God would answer by fire, that's God. So Elijah prayed and he said, God, remember me. Remember all that I've done, O oh God. And answer as you have answered me before. And saints, not only did God answer, but when the fire of God fell, it licked up the water that was all around. Now we know that when a fire is there, the fire department uses water to put the fire out. But this water sucked up the water. The fire. So we are under construction, and when you are under construction, the Holy Ghost fire of God shall consume you like never before. He will never leave you with anything lacking, nothing missing. We hear it all the time. There's nothing missing and nothing lacking in your life. Even when you are under construction, God still supplies all your needs. And even in the midst of this great feat, the people of Israel was able to kill all the prophets off. So that left just prophet Elijah. So we knew that in the season of drought, King Ahab had rejected God's word. So not only did he see God show up, but he went and told his wife, Jezebel, uh, I saw something happen today. And she was like, what? What happened? He said, I saw the hand of God today. Prophet Elijah, God answered Prophet Elijah in a fire. And she sent a message, just a message. She sent a message to Prophet Elijah telling him that he would get killed. So, it forced Elijah to go on the run. And in life, sometimes we get so spooked and scared when things happen that we take off running. You may go into hiding. Whatever it is that you're doing, God will always meet you where you are. Because it's in the cave where Elijah was stuck by himself. And it's 1 Kings 18, 21 through 24. And Elijah said to the people, I am alone and left, a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets were 450 men. And being 450 men and him running away from all that, you would think after seeing the miracle of the woman with all her needs being met, 
Later in that story, her son died, and Elijah rose, her up, rose him up from the dead. And you kill all these prophets, and all of the times that you saw the hand of God, you retreat. How many times have we seen God do miracles, signs, and wonders, and yet still doubt if he'll do that one, one more thing for us? You know how we say, God, if you just do this one more thing for me, I promise I will. But we don't have to do that because when you're sealed, you are sealed. Remember, you are relentless. You are not just Peter-built. You are God-built. And so he's sitting in the cave. And when we are all alone and sitting in our own comfort with the only voice is ours, Sometimes you're greeted with depression and fear. And depression is the common cold to killing our faith. So Elijah sat there. He sat there and God greeted him and he said, Elijah, what are you doing here? But God, I'm, I did everything that I could do. I can't do anything else. I'm tired. Take my life. It's tough being a parent. It's tough being in a marriage. It's tough on the job. It's tough if you're in the military. No matter where you are, your purpose is never going to be easy. But it's easier with Christ. But he said, what are you doing here? Because my hand is on your life. I have created you to do certain feats, and you've jumped leaps and bounds over them. So what did he do? What God always does. He sent an angel to feed Elijah. So the angel came and fed him. And not just that, but Jezebel's, Jezebel's threat had a time limit because she said in 1 Kings 19, 1 through 3, and Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent, the Elijah, sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so let the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life as one of them by tomorrow about this time. So from now to tomorrow, 24 hours, it's an expiration date. Everything in life has an expiration date. And with that expiration date, Elijah took a day's journey. So the time limit was already over. And as he laid there in his own thoughts, God just kept asking him, what are you doing here? So I need you to ask yourself, what am I doing here? What did you decide to stop doing? What were you pursuing at one time in your life and then stopped? Keep doing it. Pick it back up. There's a reason that you're called to do what you're called to do. Do not lose your faith nor your focus. So as Elijah was getting up, he decided that, 
maybe I'm not cut out for it. And the Lord asked them again, what are you doing here? And it was at that moment that God changed the trajectory of Prophet Elijah because he gave him a new assignment. He said, I want you to go and stand on the mountain before the Lord and wait for me. So he went to the mountain. And when he went to the mountain, the Lord passed by. A great strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks into pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind was a great earthquake, a shaking of the foundation. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire was a whisper. So with all the hustle and bustle that we have, you turn on the news, it's bad news. You go to work, there's something happening. You're into the stock market, it's crashing. With all that's going on, God is not in the noise. You have to position yourself. As Jared said on last week, position yourself to hear that still small voice. Push. Keep going. Don't give up. Don't stop. Keep going. It's a still small voice because he's a gentleman. He'll never ask you to do nothing he would not want to do because he's a gentleman. So, here at the house, we like to say, show up. All you have to do is show up. You've already done step one. So then you get engaged. You get involved in different things, learn about different ministries, learn about different things. Where can you put yourself? Where do you fit in this kingdom puzzle? Where do you fit in this kid? kingdom knitting that God has for us. Remember whose you are and discover your purpose. Maybe you don't know what you're called to do, but that thing that you do all the time without even thinking about it, that passion that you have, that drive that you have, that thing that keeps wanting you to do this, that's it. And that's the thing that you'll do without having to be paid for or being paid for. Tim Grover is an athletic trainer. He trains some of the best. Colby, LeBron, Mike Jordan, Michael Jordan. And he taught all of them to become relentless. That no matter who you are playing next to, never let anyone think that they can amount to what you can do. Because what you can do, you can do better. Always practice. Keep practicing. Perfect practice makes perfect. God shall always have your back. So Elijah was told then to anoint two kings and his replacement. And you always need to have your hand on someone. Because when you have your hand on someone, you are raising them up to be like you, you are raising them up 
to do the things that you do. You are raising them up as God has raised you up. Because everyone has a retirement date. So you should be able to enjoy the fruit of your labor. But as an encourager, with all that prophet Elijah went through, being having to be told that a, a whole city would not have dew or water, that means nothing is growing, you can't eat anything, and God's word is refreshing. So Judith McAllister would sing, like the dew in the morning, gently rest upon my heart. They didn't have that. But like the dew in the morning, I pray that it gently rests against your heart. And that the moisture, not just his word, but the moisture that comes with it, the fire, the strength, the authority that God has, that it would fall in your life like never before. See, you're not going to leave here today the way that you walked in. You're walking out with a plan. You're walking out knowing that God created you out of the best there was. You were cut from a different cloth. So no, you may not fit in everywhere. No, you may not get the invitation. No, you may not get invited. You may not get part of the this and that. That's all right. Because in God's eyes, just like he's omnipresent and omnipotent, so are we. We are all that God created. And God will always ask you, when you are at the tip or at the crossroad in your life, what are you doing here? Lean on his word. Know that failure is not fatal. And it's not that you failed. But it's the fact that you discovered a new way of how not to do what you did before. You may fall 999 times, but you get up 1,000. So you're up more than you're down. Get yourself into a Bible teaching church. Show up, get engaged, discover purpose, and lead change. Be the change that you want to be. Because once Elijah prayed for the rain, the rain fell. And the rain is a new relinquishment to knowing what God is doing for you. He is more than more could ever be. He is God all by himself. There's nothing our God can't do. It's nothing too big or nothing too small. Always know that you are relentless. Remain focus-driven. Pastor Terry said, prioritize. So you want to make sure you can get from A to B to C. Skip no steps. You can't skip it. You always want to make sure that you get your rest. Because as God allowed Prophet Elijah to sleep, I say for him to be able to get his mind right. Because he had just prayed, God, take my life. All that he saw his hand to do. And then he said, take my life. There's nothing in this life, on this side of heaven, that should make you want to pray that prayer. Being a mother of a young man, 
you have to get into the dirt. We have to pray for our young men and our young women. But our men have a target on their back right now, our young men. So we have to get in the dirt for them. We have to pray for them. The enemy is just plucking them up one by one. And it's both sides of the family that's losing. So we need to cover our communities as we are. But we need to know that no matter what's happening, no matter if your child left, they're coming back. Don't give up. Keep praying. There's a young man of an elderly lady that I met, and I asked him, I said, what are you doing here? He was doing things that he wasn't supposed to. He had left. He was in another city. And he said, Miss Rachel, he said, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. I said, yeah, tell me. He said, Miss Rachel, he said, my mom's been praying since I was five years old. He said, and I was standing on a corner in Texas, and I could hear my mom's voice praying. He said, and I was about to make a transaction. He said, and something stopped my hand. I got in the car, and I hit the interstate. He said, when I got home, opened the door, my mom was still on her face praying. And he said, I stood in front of her, not to scare her. He said, but I stood in front of her. And when she got up to say amen, and she turned around and saw me, she cried. That young man went on to be a youth leader. He never got into trouble. And there was an attack that was going to happen. There was a, um, a secret indictment, they call it. They never, he would have never knew what had hit him. He would have lost everything. But because he got himself into that quiet place and was able to hear the voice of the Lord, which at that time was his mother praying, he was able to come home and change his life. And you may think as a parent, I failed my child or, you know, the system failed or, you know, we didn't fail. They do make their own choices, but as you teach a child when it's young, as it grows older, it shall not depart. So as you grow, because you may be new to Christ, you have to be mature. It says, my sheep know my voice. It doesn't say, lambs know my voice. It says, my sheep know my voice. So you have to be mature. You have to be mature in the things of the Lord. You have to get into a church that's teaching the Bible, that understands the Bible, that can break it down to you, that can explain it to you. You have to be able to get it. You have to have a receptive ear. Because the word says, those who have an ear to hear, let them hear. Did you know that when you go to speech therapy, the first thing that they do is not check your mouth? The first thing they do is check your hearing. Because if you can't hear right, you can't speak right. So what are you hearing? Whatever you are hearing, you must be able to bring that out into your speech. Okay? When you hear something, that's why the word says, be quick to hear and slow to speak. Yeah. I love stories. So my favorite story 
was an Aesop, Aesop fable, and it's the tortoise and the hare. So the hare was very boisterous. He thought he was all that in a bag of chips. And he was like, I'm the fastest thing around. Who they think could race me? Who thinks they could beat me? So here comes the tortoise. He says, me, I can beat you. The rabbit laughed and said, ha, okay, in your dreams you could beat me. I could beat you just looking at you. So the tortoise said, okay. So they get to the starting line. And I'm a sports girl, so right now track is hot. So they got on their mark. They got set, and boom, go. And you know the, the hair was gone. The hair set fire to the path, probably. The little turtle, the tortoise, he was just going slow and steady. I have nothing to prove, nothing to do, just do what I'm called to do. The hare is running and running and running. Till he looks back and he said, ooh, I don't see the tortoise. Let me take a nap. Let me stretch out and rest. See, that's what the enemy think. I done turned her lights off. I done took their car. I done took their job. I done turned their family against them. Let me take a break and take a rest not realizing that God is steady working. Even when you can't see that he's working, he's working. So here comes the tortoise. The tortoise is coming. He sees the hare sleeping. He kind of looks at him. Enjoy your nap. And passes by. Well, now nightfall comes, and the hare wakes up, and he looks around, sees no sign of the tortoise. So he takes off. But then, in his foresight, he sees a little object. And, you know, the finish line is coming, and he's seeing something going toward the finish line. And he's running with everything that he has, y'all. But that's the Christian. We running. We running with the swiftness that God has given us because we know that God's arm is not short. So God has taken us and pulled us and we are surpassing everything, and then the tortoise wins. And I'm here to tell you today that no matter where you start, it's not where you start, it's how you finish. Finish strong, finish hard, and put everything that God has gotten for you. So I need you to say that I am relentless. I am relentless. You are unstoppable because you are God's chosen. And when you are God's chosen, we're just peculiar people. It's a time in our life right now where we have to put everything on the ground. Leave all your doubt. Leave all your fear, all your confusion, all your misconceptions, all the things that you've heard when you were young, you are not a mistake. Yes, you may have gone through some troublous waters, but God was there. 
It may not look like he's there because people say, how can God be here? And all of this is going around. But he's such a good God that he allows us to make those decisions. And he'll come. But you must be able to call him. And know that when he answers, he's answering with fire. Know that today is a new day. That no matter what it looks like, at the end, we win. There is nothing but victory in Christ. He's never lost the battle. And he won't start today. So know that you are safe, that you are loved, and you are home. And that you are relentless. And not just Peter built, you're God built. Thank you for joining us today. We'd love to connect with you. To connect and find out more about Lift City Church, text Connect Me, all one word, to 337-227-9820. Or visit us at liftcitychurch.org.